So in, in the coming weeks, we are going to do a things that didn't suck in 2017 episode because that was fun to do last year and kind of, you know, not depressing. Yeah, we uh, need another one of those. But before we get to that, um, Apple really like shit the bed like this last week, but it's been a pretty bad year for them, too, in a couple of ways. Yeah, man. But Remember holy crap, when they would release week? an operating system like periodically, like, and it would not be full of horrible things yeah so we'll lead up to that with just everything else that went wrong in 2017 with them and this is an <laughs> abbreviated list off the top of my head earlier today um, and it is not in chronological order but um so um your machine the uh, macbook pro with touch bar um if it gets a piece of lint or dust under one of the keys and it sticks and it is out of warranty due to mm. the presence of the touch bar that is a 450 dollars repair i'm gonna hope that doesn't happen yeah uh, i mean i got apple care <laughs> and i bought it did i buy it with my amex it seems likely that i bought it with my amex so i get an extra year of oh my fucking god coverage but i don't know yeah uh, and, uh, there have been stories of people that, uh, went in while covered and, you know, the, uh, resident genius tried to tell them that, you know, they had committed the damage. Yeah, that's not gonna yeah. fly um, if anybody tries that. So hopefully, um, newer machines will either have a third whack at this keyboard or... Um, an announcement of an indefinite top case repair program for keyboard related failures. Yeah. Also, like speaking of this keyboard, it's a pretty divisive keyboard, which isn't really what you want to standardize on. Yeah. Like it. So I have the 12 inch MacBook, um, which I bought specifically for its fanless design because it's basically just my podcasting and couch machine, but it doesn't need to actually do work. Right. Um, so I don't care that it sacrifices everything, including a half-decent <laughs> keyboard in the name of thinness and lightness. But to bring that across the line, as you'd mentioned, is just, yeah, yeah questionable like, choice. I don't need my MacBook Pro to be this thin. It's, you know, give me another extra couple of millimeters and I'm not even going to notice. Yeah. And like, I don't hate this keyboard like a lot of people do, but I do find I make a fair amount of errors on it. And I definitely don't love it. Like, the old keyboard was fine. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it really... And the... Who? the and the, uh. the sad part is that they do make the perfect keyboard as far as everyone is concerned, which is on their uh, external Magic Keyboard. Um, which Yeah, I haven't uh, tried any of the new ones. Well, it's sort of like... So the previous keyboards Apple made had the same keys as the previous generation of laptops, which is, you know, the little chiclet keys. Um, right. And the new one is just some, like they changed the switch under it or something, but it just feels a lot better. It's not so huh. wiggly. Um, cool. So they do make Maple a, actually... they do make a good keyboard. They just don't use it. <laughs> they just choose not to use it most of the time. Yeah. Um, it is what will ship with the iMac Pro, though, um, <laughs> which gets yeah, us man. to... Um, so I had to check if this was actually this year, um, and it was. So the late 2013 Mac Pro, which is the current Mac Pro, 
uh, mm-hmm. lapsed from even its three-year warranty as the year started this year. And late, or like, I guess this is already second quarter if it's April, right? Um, Apple held their infamous Mac Pro roundtable where they mm-hmm. called only five journalists and only one woman to yeah. <laughs> um, say that uh, they... Uh, designed themselves into a thermal corner with the cylinder design and need to take another whack at it. Um, But, uh, and this is a quote from John Gruber's write-up from him being there. Apple has great new iMacs in the pipeline slated for release, in quotes, this year, including configurations specifically targeted at a large uh, large segments of the pro market. Um, And then at WWDC this year, we saw a preview of the iMac Pro, which was shipping this year yeah Um, they're gonna push it like i and i wish i still kind of wish that i could get one but like after looking at my credit card statements after (laughs) after moving like we'll see what happens after tax time basically yeah so maybe april yeah we'll see um i do want one though it's sexy as hell and i i want that keyboard I want it in space gray, (laughs) which is the dumbest reason to like kind of seriously be hankering after a Mac for the sake of the keyboard. But like, it's not that, you know, you need a good machine out there for a Mac person. Yeah. And I Um, am, I am using a 2009 iMac for most things. Uh, So, uh, randomly, um. I checked what like those are going for on like sites that just sell used Macs and they're like two hundred and ninety dollars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it, but it it keeps working. The only reason I'm not using it now is because it's in a box and it. I was searching frantically for a cable that was in the box with it, <laughs> so I uh, so I didn't unbox it in time to actually record with it. Yeah, but that's not actually Apple's fault. But what is Apple's fault? And uh, I'm skipping ahead on the list because this one was just like so amazingly ridiculous. So do you remember in like, I want to say it was 2010 or so, there was this bug with the Zune where on a certain day there was a leap second and that bricked all of them for a day. And everybody was like, oh, my God, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. I can't believe that happened. Well, Apple kind of had that moment for themselves on iOS. <laughs> with and this didn't happen to me but it happened to a lot of people of course i uh after reading about it i took uh, so like this happened in australia first because the whole you know international dateline thing on december 2nd many devices started having a springboard error such that you were was like a reboot loop or something like that yeah so the local notification server so so those are apps that send you notifications from themselves rather than using the centralized service that's connected uh tip servers and it got stuck in a loop that would run out of ram and then crash springboard and when you crash springboard you don't get a full reboot what you get what they call a respring which is where um your passcode isn't necessary to get back in but your phone Mm. looks like it rebooted and it didn't you know take the full minute right um (laughs) but when springboard crashes you know it takes everything down with it because you get you you're uh, hit back to the lock and uh, lock screen, and if that's happening every twenty two seconds or whatever, yeah, that's pretty uh, disruptive to yeah. your experience. So uh, by the time like it was getting close to happening here, like I had read about it, so I like turned off all the notifications on like 
all of the things that could even possibly be using local push. Mm. So I like escaped that one, but that's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Like, and what even is special about December 2nd? Like it was a lousy smarch weather kind of thing. Well, but they did know. have a lousy smarch bug too. Um, people on their Macs were noticing that their consoles were filling up with uh, month 13 is out of bounds errors. Like from like right. every app. And it sure is, but why yeah. in the world? <laughs> like, what was going on? Like, I, I mean, okay, so I'm I'm a developer. We're both developers. We know that date time stuff is kind of hard and kind of weird. It is literally the hardest part of computing. No, nothing, but like, yeah, this is a new error that they introduced at some point. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> the rotation of the Earth didn't change. Yeah. So um, just to finish off the list before we get to uh, the big one, um, adjacent to the iMac announcement was the HomePod announcement, um, right? which uh, did get an official delay announcement. So it won't be this year. It'll be hmm. next year or whatever that means um, to uh, which and we always have a hilarious tweet. Um, in light of all these Apple bugs, you really have to wonder what the fuck was wrong with the HomePod. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, <laughs> Does it catch fire? Like literal fire? That's the only... Because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't seem like software bugs are like any big deal. Or like, I don't know. Maybe the sound beaming whole house business doesn't work right or something. Yeah. By the way, speaking of whole house, if we could get Euro to sponsor this podcast, that would be amazing because I just bought one. Because <laughs> my house is like just big enough that the crappy um, Wi-Fi router that that is part of the modem for Fios didn't quite cover the whole thing. Yeah. So I bought a one beacon Eero system and it's been great. Yeah. Super easy to set up. Connection is great. I'm very happy with it. <laughs> They're not giving me any money to say this though. I wish they were. <laughs> yeah, I'm currently running off of uh, three airport expresses because I have a small apartment surrounded by many other small apartments, each of which yeah. has its own router from the cable company. So it's more of an interference thing than a size thing. But uh, yeah, uh, they're on my list for a replacement yeah. when my airports I, finally die or we get a new protocol or something. I wonder, oh yeah, and Apple's getting out of that business or something? Like I looked at um, yes, that, the Airport Express, but... It was updated in like 2013 as well or something. It seemed like... <laughs> It seemed like the era was a better bet. Absolutely. You're getting something that's still maintained. Um, right. <laughs> um, adjacent to the HomePod was that over the summer, um, the quote unquote private software update server for the HomePod uh, turned out to be public facing and yeah. had a very easy to guess URL and nerds got their hand on its firmware and with it details of the then unannounced iPhone 10. Um, and that software update server has continued leaking, like, since then, like, other firmwares have been discovered before they've been publicly available. You gotta wonder, like, so, you know, have a shitty, unsecured, improperly secured server leaking private data once, shame on you? 
wait, me? No. Everybody, no, it's yeah, always it's... Apple. Apple should always be ashamed. I, I I lost track of how to apply that. I, I ended up sounding like George W. Bush in his infamous <laughs> fool me once. Yeah. <laughs> Shame on, uh, you know. You can't fool me again. Now I can't even. You can't I, even I, get the wrong you won't quote. Be, you won't be fooled again or yeah. something like that. He started quoting a, that uh, song, old man rock song. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. It fooled me, we can't get fooled again. Anyway, yeah. Um, so escalating. That's pretty, I, everything leaked from that. It was wonderful. Yep. Um, and still is, which is incredible. I mean, I mean, at this point, it's just like leaking betas early that like are going out anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But still, um, I think we also learned from it um, that the iMac Pro has an A10 chip in it doing something, right? Which You're apparently like, mm. appears to be um, at least um, always on Siri, which is like really we need a dedicated ARM chip for this, but whatever. Yeah, maybe I... there's a better story for that, and they'll tell it later. Yeah, I, I still I want to buy one. I want one. <laughs> um, um, and uh, earlier, when uh, High Sierra shipped this fall, it was discovered that if you make a uh, APFS, Apple's new Apple file system, uh, encrypted disk image using the Disk Utility app, and you save a password hint in it, it just saves the password to the password hint field, <laughs> making That's your disk images all the, the unsecure. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, so anyone who works in IT or just works in an office environment knows how many passwords are, you know, on a sticky note underneath the keyboard. <laughs> yeah. And that's essentially <laughs> what that And is. I bet, like, a lot of times there is, like, a password and then a hint field for it. And I bet a lot of people do just go ahead and put the password in the hint field, either because they don't understand um, why that's a bad idea or because <laughs> they're just kind of lazy, like they don't care. Uh, yeah. It's pretty bad that this is like, I mean, I assume somebody was reusing a variable or something like that. Uh, yeah, that was the case. It, it just picked the wrong variable. But yeah. still. It's um, pretty bad, though. You'd think QA would have caught that. They do have QA there, right? It's not yeah. us. <laughs> right? Like, there's a joke that, of course, we have a massive QA force. We call them users, but like... But no. <laughs> I don't expect that from the... I mean, even even my company, which isn't huge, we're a relatively... We're kind of a medium subsidiary of a corporate giant. Um, we have QA people, and they mostly catch things that are bad. And sometimes we joke, like, we'll stop breaking our applications, but, like, we need those people right. to do their thing. And you would hope that Apple would have people who might, I mean... You're supposed you to have tiers of testers. Yeah, you're supposed yeah. to have a whole, like, you're supposed to do full system testing, and that's part of the full system. So, and and in their case, like, because this is an operating system, it's they can, it's not like they have to take anything down. Just give people, the give them the devices and have them run through it. Maybe you'd hell i mean even automate i don't know that's pretty bananas like yeah i'm pretty surprised by that well have you seen this uh the, this image that uh makes its way around twitter every so often of uh it's a picture of a 
faucet that's like missing the drain in a sink and it's captioned um you know uh uh, unit test pass integration test failed right um and apple's pretty big on test driven development uh recently Mm. like they built it natively into xcode and you have to wonder like so one of the reasons i'm a critic of test driven development is that you only catch the things you test for and like some people treat it as like foolproof like they also think writing things in swift is foolproof because you don't have to manage ram and it's like (laughs) uh well okay if crashing is the only thing you're worried about you know fine right I mean, everything, every, every line of code I write is perfect for the inputs that I am expecting. <laughs> if, right. if you do something that I'm not expecting, I may or may not be handling it in an appropriate fashion. That's why we have QA. Yeah. So all of this was leading up to um, the big disaster that occurred late last week that actually could have occurred much earlier. Right. Which this was one's pretty bananas too. Someone posted to Twitter that um and they were adding at Apple support um that if you're in one of those dialogues in OS ten where you need admin credentials for something, you can wipe out your name, put root and blank the password, hit enter, it'll spin and then shake at you. Hit enter again, and not only are you in as admin, but you're in as fucking root. Yeah. Yeah. Like, A, root should be disabled and stay disabled by default, period. (laughs) B, it should take at least three or four tries of a blank password, I feel like. I feel like two is not enough tries for, for it to just let you. Okay. Oh, well, you really mean it. So I guess I'll let you in. (laughs) <laughs> like well uh so this bug also appeared on the dev forums um and uh some other shows have been mixing up the apple developer forums with their public support forums um you're not I, gonna do that and i just want to clear up that apple's developer forums um apple employees actually do look at and they do respond there um and it's gotten to the point where like you can tell when something's being ignored on purpose when you're in there uh, talking about stuff. Um, so two weeks before the uh, Twitter incident, someone did post in a developer forum thread um, about the High Sierra beta that um, the update messed up their admin account and they had no admin accounts on the machine, which makes a Unix machine, you know, almost useless you know you can only use it in its current state for so long before you have to update something um and someone posted like weeks after this issue that they stumbled onto a fix because they had you know just simply messed up their credentials where they just put in root blank and frustratingly hit enter that second time and you know the little lock swung open and they were able to elevate their account Hmm. Um, and that person was followed up with the, like the press followed up with them. Like, how did you know this? Like, you know, and (laughs) I, I can't remember where I saw it. It was probably, you know, like, like some like other Unixy part of Stack Overflow where, you know, just some installs just have a blank password by default. And, you know, he just, he or she just mixed up. Um, That's a really bad install. That should not. Yeah. Most installers ask you to create a root password before you can proceed (laughs) 
beyond a certain point. But anyway, um, so that's what they guessed, and it worked, and they posted it on there. And it's timestamped as November, like, 13th or 15th or whatever, you know, way before uh, this shit hit this fan. Um, and you have to wonder, like, how many betas ago? Like, was this live in, like, the whole High Sierra beta yeah. period and release period? Um, at any time you discover one of these things, it's like, so who knew about it and didn't say anything? Right. Like, it seems not that hard to stumble upon and yeah. it's really bad like i thought oh this is horrible but it requires local access to the machine so that's fine oh but we were wrong <laughs> <laughs> were we ever if you have any sharing services turned on which to be fair are off by default in uh, mac os unless there is also a bug to turn them on um, <laughs> who knows um, you can also get into a machine that had screen sharing or file sharing enabled because it was, you know, the same authentication workflow that you could exploit. Yeah, and I often do have file sharing enabled because, because that's it's convenient. convenient. Yeah. <laughs> I have multiple computers. So, yeah, that's a thing that I do. Uh, although, honestly, lately I might be doing it all via Dropbox and iCloud Drive, so I don't know how much I actually use that. But in any case, like, the fact that this is also available to remote users is, uh, bad. Yeah. And so most home machines are not really visible to the internet because they're behind their router and there's a NAT, so you can't, like, you know, just guess at IPs and get into a random Mac. Right. However, if you're on the same subnet, because, for example, you're in the same coffee shop on the same router... Um, Indeed. While this exploit was still live, some people like took it upon themselves to go to a coffee sh coffee shop, um, look, see if there were any Macs around them, uh, do the uh, command line uh, bonjour service, so they could just you know see a list of IPs of all the other Macs that the Mac found around itself because that's something it does by itself, mm. and you know just tried them and you know, to see if they could get into to any of them. And they had successes, you know. That's bad. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> imagine you're someone, like, important. Like, uh, so a couple of weeks ago, um, there were uh, pictures flying around of uh, uh, maybe the, the New York City mayor during his campaign um, met with uh, Bernie Sanders in the subway. And because uh, Bernie takes Amtrak, um, like, just because that's what he does, um, mm. you know, so he's out in public. And let's say he or the mayor of New York City has a MacBook and, you know, they're doing their photo op. They sit down, open their machines. Anyone can anyone could just pwn either one of them. And they probably have some fairly important data on there that would just be, you know, yours. Yeah. Or, you know, anyone who works for a hospital. I mean, it doesn't matter now if your hard drive is encrypted because if you log into a machine that's running, the drive is unencrypted in that state and you can just steal all the medical records and that's a hefty HIPAA violation. Although one really hopes that there aren't medical records on the physical machine, like those should probably be on a server behind an additional level of authentication but that people... would be great but that's not how it works <laughs> i know <laughs> everyone has excel sheets of medical records 
I'm one of the few people in my organization who, well, actually, I did have a copy of a production database on my <laughs> on my local <laughs> machine for a while. The whole thing, a whole a database snapshot. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't medical data or anything, but it was so, some of it was considered like proprietary data. But that is no longer the case. Everyone rest assured. <laughs> also, that Mac was not running High Sierra, and it never actually left my uh, works office building. So yeah. So still, um, this we, is we've given a good summary of this, um, and you could probably find better summaries on uh, a bunch of tech podcasts. Um, but a point I wanted to bring up that I don't think was emphasized enough lately uh, was that people like you and me have been evangelizing the Mac for a decade or more on yeah. numerous points, one of which was the rock-solid Unix security model that it's had since 2001. Yeah, about that. Yeah, and, <laughs> you know, it's not just humiliating for Apple, it's humiliating for me as someone who has stand for them, as someone who has, in my professional life, stood, you know, up to Apple's defense in trying to get their machines into corporate environments because they're safer. You know, or at least were. Because yeah. at least for the longest period up until this point, um, the risk with Windows was that you could get uh, bugs with, uh, or rather you could get your machine pwned by uh just doing something completely accidentally and not explicitly authorizing something but the unix security model has always been that um due to you know various levels of sandboxing if you encountered something malicious on the internet and it wanted to do something bad to your system it would have to ask you for credentials yeah but uh, if you can just give it root and nothing yeah so you know it just Makes We've a mockery. All got of... egg on our faces. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's so tiresome because it means that annoying people can be like, "See, not so secure after all, is it?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, but until recently, it was pretty good." Yeah, and to be fair, you know, unlike Microsoft, um, they patched this within 24 hours, which I thought was pretty long. Um, but yeah. the the manual uh, resolution of you just have to set a root password, you know, was published immediately just as quickly as, you know, all the blogs and news sites were reporting it themselves. Um, but still, it, it's a black mark that won't go away. Um, and the cause of this, so in their official apology, and, you know, it was an apology, though I don't think it's on Apple.com. I think it was just given to journalists. Uh, huh. says, you know, we're auditing our development process to make sure this doesn't happen in the future. Good. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing about that development process. Um, like uh, the disk utility bug we mentioned earlier, uh, this was something that um, we've been sort of calling drive-by updates by Apple to system services or you know not exactly headlining features but in a new major release just something will be rewritten for one reason or another um uh, we didn't mention the calculator bug but apparently the animations and calculator are uh, 
uh, blocking yeah. input, so you can get wrong answers if you type too fast. And that was the that result and... of the uh, app just being uh, rewritten from scratch in Swift, because why the fuck not? Yeah. Also, like, I really don't need fancy animations in my fucking calculator. Well, so... it, they're not fancy animations. It's just the button fading out when you press it. Yeah, but it's slow, it, and it, it does yeah. genuinely cause the inputs to be incorrect. I, I tried it out, and it's like, holy shit, the calculator doesn't work. So, I mean, I already had pcalc and also calcbot for some reason. <laughs> pcalc, by the way, is great. I, I have it um, for the Mac as well because it has this iPad uh, layout that's like for the iPad split screen, and it's skinny. And it mm. fits right next to my browser for when I'm paying all my bills because I really like to. <laughs> I used to use the built-in calculator and the paper tape so I could kind of keep a running total. Right. But uh, that the iPad uh, split-screen view is even better in pcalc. So uh, pcalc could also <laughs> give me some money for saying that, but they aren't. Why is nobody giving me money for praising them? Damn it. <laughs> Maybe I need to, like, wait to praise them until after they give me money, but I don't think they will, so. Hmm. Yeah, we'll have to work on our business model. Um, right. <laughs> uh, and uh, and Disk Utility was another one of these drive-by updates where for however many versions of macOS well into the Intel era, well after Snow Leopard, Disk Utility was, like, the same app year after year after year, and, you know, it just sort of, like, got 64-bit and Retina support but it was the yeah. same app. And then it got rewritten at some point and it was missing features and had bugs and, you know, the whole uh, creates a disk image with your password as the hint thing was one that's of them. So that's so bad. And it's fucking disk utility, man. Yeah. It's it's a utility. And, I and the Bonjour service that used to be MDNS Responder was rewritten as Discovery D, which was, you know, <laughs> just the biggest fiasco that was the thing where, um, and bless you if you don't remember this, <laughs> um, all of your shared Macs on your network would uh, have a number in a parenthesis uh, next to them in Finder, and that number would just keep going up uh, until you either rebooted the machine or the <laughs> or the router they were connected to, and it would just was because, you know, Discovery D wasn't good. I'm not saying that MDNS Responder wasn't good or was bad, or anything, It, but it didn't have that bug. Yeah. Um, I like my bugs more, more <laughs> subtle, you know? <laughs> um, and, it, you know, it's just a result of their, you know, development process, you know. Uh, so, apparently, talent uh, retention is a big problem in Silicon Valley. I wouldn't know, because they haven't hired me out of the three times they've interviewed me. Mm. Um but apparently it's hard to keep people working on something boring like disk utility or calculator, so they move teams around all the time. Um, and that apparently doesn't appear to be the way to maintain a system that has had the reputation it's had in the past. You know, honestly, I don't, I don't like, get that attitude. Like, I wouldn't. If I got to work at Apple and eat at the cool Apple Cafe and work on something that was pretty much, like, my thing and it didn't need to, like, have every whiz bang new thing shoved into it. Like I would be fine with that. I'd yeah. Be like this is my thing. I keep it going. I like defend it. It's like a tower defense game <laughs> where I just defend my thing against, you know, and update it for operating systems with whatever little features it needs. That sounds fine. That sounds kind of nice. See, this is why they specifically need to recruit people from academia. Cause we can deal with stuff like that. Like that's, 
you know, it's kind of peaceful and we don't mind that. Not, yeah. we don't, you don't, you need to hire fewer of those like hot shots who always want to be doing something cool and get one of us people who's perfectly happy to do something boring. Yeah. Um, and on that note, uh, uh, something I also saw on Twitter was that, um, that unfortunately, like this has to be a wake up call for not just Apple, but specifically, uh, Federighi because all of this with software and that falls under him now i wonder if eddie's like hey. yeah like finally not my problem <laughs> i'm well shut of that <laughs> um and you know it's been thrown around you know that is this as bad as apple maps was um and for those of you who don't remember 2012 um so scott forstall uh former next employee and uh buddy buddy with jobs uh uh, was ousted out of the company for being, among other things, difficult uh, to work with, specifically with Johnny Ive. Um, but also, he just refused to sign the Apple Maps apology letter. You know, he didn't want to put his name on it. He just wanted it to be from Apple. Hmm. Um, Sometimes so, you got to own your shit. Yeah. And these things happened under Craig's watch. OS X, uh, Mac OS, rather, falls under him now. So, you know, do we get an apology some, with some his tarnish name? tarnish on the Silver Fox. <laughs> oh, that's the title. <laughs> <laughs> so do we get an apology with his name on it? Or is it just sort of swept under the rug because it's, you know, a, you know, quote unquote, obscure power user bug or some shit like that? You know, because we like Federighi and, you know, they were looking for reasons to get rid of Forestall, you know? Hmm. Well, I guess we'll find out. Either it will happen or it won't. Yeah, I bet it won't. And I bet they'll, you know, pretend this didn't happen. Because, <laughs> uh, so, after the HomePod leaked everything that was <laughs> going to be in the fall announcement, um, we specifically didn't see a joke similar to after the iPhone 4 leak, where Jobs said, uh, what was it? Stop me if you heard this already. Eight new features of the iPhone 4. The first one, an all-new design. Now, stop me if you've already seen this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, believe me, you ain't seen it. Right. And, you know, then went over, you know, all the stuff that couldn't be figured out from a barely functioning test unit. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they just kind of pretended like nothing had happened. I don't think yeah. there was, I, I don't recall any acknowledgement that, oh, by the way, like, literally everything cool leaked. Right. <laughs> like, even an emoji leaked. I know. Like... It was still delightful to watch Craig using that, but I mean, it was kind of, it was kind of spoiled. Yeah. Not that I'm blaming anybody who spoiled anything because A, for tech publications, that's their literal job. Right. And B, like, it's not, I mean, I, people make a big deal out of spoilers, but it, 
if something can be literally ruined for you, like if if the iPhone 10, the entire device was ruined for you by knowing about it slightly ahead of the uh, announcements, I mean, I guess maybe the, the excitement of the announcements was diminished, but that's like already a pretty nerdy thing. Um, yeah, and to be fair, if you are following a website called MacRumors.com... <laughs> yeah, you man, know. you obviously want things to be spoiled for you. Like, come on. Yeah. So, at at this point in history, the updates on your machine, whether you installed it or not, um, there were some issues where if you were in... Uh, if you had High Sierra Point O installed, and then the security update installed itself, and then you updated to ten thirteen one, it came back and then refixed itself. <laughs> uh, but it, you know, everything should be fine now. But it still happened, and I don't want to forget about it. Yeah, this. You know, this needs to be Apple's 9-11 with their never forget posters. No, it's not. <laughs> but, you know, this... Something needs to change. It was bad and they should feel bad. That is true. <laughs> <laughs>